0: interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. What is happening, my people out there, my Browns fans? You are locked in with all eyes on Cleveland for a very special edition. Tonight, we're going to do Browns contract extension roundtable with a few of my good buddies over at the Browns Wire. Breaking it all down as OTAs are finished up. We'll be looking for a mini camp next week, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, too. But I wanted to bring everybody in here and uh, and have a wonderful show here tonight. Uh, And first and foremost, let me introduce my guests. The very uh, special guests that I have for us here tonight. Let's bring them on Uh, the one and only uh, Jeff Risden, managing editor of the Lions Wire, uh, the Browns Wire, and contributor at Real GM. And of course, the boss man. Jared Mueller, Managing Editor at The Browns Wire. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Uh, Everything good on your end?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I'm in Cicada Land, so uh, those boys are aggressive. Like, I'm talking flying into cars, you can't mow your lawn. Uh, So Cicada Land is a fun land.
0: Not Um. fun. I don't like (laughs) that. I do not like that uh that 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 scares me. I I'm not a fan of insects at all actually, so. They're the creepy little boogers and they they they're kind of like the dumbest things
1: in the world. Like they just run into you for no reason. Uh also they pee. So if you want to look up cicadas Ooh. peeing off of a tree, like there's just pee really like, Yeah, you think it's just like uh condensation coming off the of leaves and stuff. No, they straight up pee uh. on you. So um uh, yeah look it up it's disgusting and wow. people don't realize and they're like oh crap i've been getting peed on like i can't trim around some of my trees right now wow it, it, it ain't it <laughs> i thought, <laughs> I I
2: thought cool. muffle heads were bad up up on the uh, the north coast uh, I've actually, yeah
1: i've actually compared that to people down here they're like what i'm like yeah they like stick to your car and you have to like use your snow scraper to get them off your windshield because their feet stick and they're like yeah okay they both suck so yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah the cool. muffle the, the I, I will never forget the front end loaders at Cedar Point carrying muffle heads out after the park every night from like Mother's Day through Father's Day. Uh, it, it's brutal, but uh, and I'm allergic to them, which really sucked because I, I could not I could physically not stop my eyes or nose from running when I was around them. So uh, I, I'm I'm happy that to be bug free here in West Michigan, where it's just hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is warm. So we've got uh, Jeff Riz and Jared Mueller. We're going to talk Brown's contract extension tonight with you guys. Uh, we're going to kind of get into the ins and outs, some comps, what we want contracts to look like, when we want them to happen, if we want them to happen at all. So we're going to get into all that stuff. It's all eyes on Cleveland. If you're watching the show live or on playback, hit that like button for me. It helps so much. Just hit the like button. Subscribe to the show if you like it. We're growing big time. We're up to 1,100 subscribers. Jeff's right. Do it. Do it. And, uh, yeah, so there it is. Uh, so we're making our way uh, as we go along here. And uh, with that, uh, let me ask you guys this. Uh, OTAs have ended. A weird OTA for the Browns. Uh, we've got half the team, well, 58 people, 60 people in Berea. They've got the offensive skill players and six at Lake Travis, they're out on the boat last night, and Joku's doing backflips in the water. Uh OBJ's on the boat. They look like they're chilling. They looked good throwing routes and stuff. Is that did they do this in solidarity of JC Treder? Jared?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think Baker that might have played like this much, it's a tiny amount. I think the reality is, is they understood that. This is an opportunity to get together, not get up to Cleveland, not not do all the things that the team wants them to do. I don't think it's a solid area with J.C. Tretter, but I do think there's a piece of the players who they want to be in charge. They see what happens in the NBA, uh, <clears throat> yeah. and they, obviously the NFL is far more popular, mm-hmm. and they see that in the NBA if you want to trade, you're traded. But this offseason, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, uh, there's a variety of players that may have wanted traded and are still on their teams because players don't have that kind of power Uh, In the NFL. So I think um, they might have played a little role to like, hey, make sure my center is happy. But I think the reality is, is they thought it'd just be fun to get together. OBJ never comes to OTAs for pretty much anybody, Giants or Browns. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, And for me, I just actually put it up on the Browns wire. Two teams just canceled their mini their mandatory mini camps, right? The Texans yeah. and the Niners canceled their mini, mandatory mini camps. Demoris Smith said multiple teams are under investigation for violating offseason rules. Like it is just a, a an attempt at a changing of a guard, and I, we don't know where it's going. But there's always manipulation and games going on when money's involved, when power is involved, and that's down to McDonald's workers. No offense, that's down there. That's to you know all the way up through this all of that stuff I think it's just game playing to be honest.
0: Okay, thoughts on any of this, Jeff? You pretty much uh, agree with all that? I I
2: do. Uh, I also think that the the there's familiarity with all these guys before they're playing in the same system. Um, for Baker's the first time he's been in the same system and God knows how long. You know he's comfortable. The, the only real the only real addition that they're making to the offense is is adding Anthony Schwartz in, and he's. What he's starting out as wide receiver five. I mean, when he comes in, he's behind Donovan Peoples Jones on the depth chart. Now he will probably he will probably earn his way up above that, probably fairly quickly. But you know, th- these are guys that if they're if they're getting their work done, and we we saw the video of OBJ making a nice out cut. We saw you know they are taking it seriously. They are working out. They do have a an actual trainer there helping them. You know, like if if anything happens, God forbid. So I. I'm fine with them doing it. Uh, would it be better if they were in Cleveland? Would I like it better if they were in Cleveland? Yeah, I probably would. But it's not—it's not anything to get upset about. Like they're—they're they're getting stuff done. I think we all understand that these are professionals, and you know, to Jared's point, there is a lot of envy from NFL players when they look at and see what the NBA players are doing and and the power that they have, and the fact that that the NBA players have played hardball with their league and won, and uh, that—that's. You know, it, it, I think it's more coincidental, the fact that the treder happens to be on the Browns than, than anything. But, you know, it, it, he, he is a strong voice in that locker room, don't get me wrong. But I'm I i, I, I I'm just not I'm not worried about it at all. If they're now, if, if they're screwing up, if somebody gets hurt, then we've got a problem. But uh, thus far, none of that's happened, uh, although I, 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 I I'm not crazy about jumping flips off of boats. That's just that's just me. That's just jealousy, isn't it? Well, yes, it is because I can't physically do that anymore. Yes, <laughs> and, um, and I, I've actually been on that lake. I used to play volleyball in Texas when I lived there, But the guy who lived on that lake, uh, and uh, have been out on a boat on that lake, and it is it is phenomenal. So, if, if you get a chance to go there, go there because it's sweet.
1: <laughs> was that a humble brag? What, what's happening? Uh, a
2: little bit. I, I, I uh, see. See, <laughs> see, the, see, the fun thing when you play senior volleyball when forty and over is that you are playing with a lot of guys that are rich, and this guy was. He was, he was he was a big time uh, tax attorney. Um, he actually does ads in the uh, San Angelo area. Uh, but uh, yeah, hi Chris, if you're out there. <laughs> haven't 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 seen my boy Donkey in a long time. <laughs> he always wore a shirt with a donkey on it, and I don't donkey. Know why. All yeah, right. I don't know why. That's that's okay. the story stories for a drunken time. Yes.
0: So so I made kind of a big deal about at the beginning uh, when nobody was there at OTAs for phase one and phase two. And it's like, for me, like the Browns kind of gave, like they were giving, they were like, cool, nobody's here. We're cool. All virtual, just mm-hmm. the rookies here. They really didn't press the issue. So I kind of thought when phase three started, everybody would kind of come around like, that was them kind of meeting them halfway, when in reality, that's not what happened at all. Eventually, in week two of phase three, the defense came in. Uh, I don't ever think they talked about them making a deal. It doesn't really seem like they made a deal or anything like that. It just kind of seemed like, hey, Miles said he was going, and then some other people felt comfortable showing up. And and from there on, the defense filed in, uh, and the offense still did their thing out there. I wish they were in Berea, too. It seems to make not really any sense to me to be out there. Uh, I guess, like you said, maybe it's a control thing. But if your team's meeting and your head coach is there and your OC is there and everything in Berea, why not be there, too, uh, I guess? unless in, in like the whole thing is like those bonding moments of like them out on the lake, you know, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We just don't, we but, just
2: don't want a, a Vikings lake situation on the boat. We don't want anything replicated like that for for those right. who remember Lake, yeah. Lake Winnetonka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. like that. Let's, let's avoid that.
1: Well, and I think India, the other thing, I mean, yeah. the reality is is that we don't know what they negotiated. So we don't know how physical, I mean, what pads, how much they're going to run, you know, all of that stuff, you know, could have been negotiated. I think the reality, and we saw this in uh, one of the building, the Browns, I think Stefanski and Andrew Barry actually are going to uh, enjoy kind of being able to really focus on certain players and on certain things. Um, and I think going forward, they're probably not going to have as large of of a training camp or off roster, the 90 man roster, I think might be done for the Browns. I don't know what number they'll get to, but I think they really enjoyed having, in rookie minicamp, having the, you know, whatever it was, 16 to 20 or whatever that number was. And I think there might be a part that they actually did like having an opportunity to really focus the energy on Schwartz, um, on Hudson, on Kaderil Hodge when he got there, um, and then obviously on the defense. And I, so I think it'll be interesting whether or not that's something that actually ends up being beneficial. Just, you know, there's only a certain allotment of time and they were able to focus it on guys who needed that focus. Again, I'm an optimist, like nobody's business, so I tend to find that that good thing and balance big dude out over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you though. It what kind of shined through in their comments about Rookie Camp was, "Hey man, we really liked being able to go one-on-one and really teach these guys. So I agree with you, Jared. I thought that kind of, you know, was evident as well. The coaches seemed thrilled with how that worked out, I thought. Um, all right. You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland. Jeff Frisden, Jared Mueller. My name is Brad Ward. Mikey's on the ones and twos. We're going to get to the contract extension roundtable here. Let me go ahead and bring up some of this stuff. Uh, we're going to bring we're going to talk it all out. And I want to start with Baker Mayfield, obviously. Okay. Um, and and let me just start with this, okay? Uh, did any do either of you guys just feel like I want to do it now? Like let's just get it out of the way. Let's get it over with. Let's let's do it yes. now. Just, if, yes. if that's how you feel, tell me. All right. So go ahead, yes. Jeff. What, you start off. You want to get it over with, right?
2: The the price tag never goes down. Right. Never. And and if it does go down, it's because you don't want him anymore, and uh, that's not going to happen with Baker. I think I think we're secure enough uh, in in Brownsland that the Baker is going to be the quarterback for as long as he wants to be, for at least the next five, six, seven, eight, nine years, however long that run could be. And let, let's hope it's glorious the entire way. If if he plays this year the way he played last year. You're you're costing yourself tens of millions of dollars by not signing him now, like today.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It, Jared, do you feel the same way?
1: Absolutely. I think the reality is, and I said this last year, last year was all about Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield. And I think they both proved themselves. If, if somehow, listen, his rookie year is really good. His second year wasn't terrible. His third year is obviously really good. I think the reality is if he's, if he, if he's a bust, the Browns have to blow it up and start all over anyway, so the cap space is not going to matter because you're going to be getting a rookie quarterback, all of that kind of stuff. And all you're doing is risking what Jeff just talked about, tens of millions of dollars, which means less money to spend otherwise. Listen, I don't care about Jimmy Haslam's money. I care all about the cap space. I, yep. That's all that matters. I don't care. Jimmy can spend whatever he wants whatever he's stolen from whoever, whatever didn't get caught in the FBI investigation. I could give a flying rip about that. All right. Um, I care a lot about the salary cap and I care about what the players can do. I don't see that. You know, obviously Baker may decide he's willing to bet on himself. We know he's a weird dude. Like, I mean, he just thinks differently. But if the Browns have an opportunity, they need to put a contract in front of him. Worst case scenario. I mean, Carson Wentz, I don't think is that good. And what did they get for him? Basically a first-round pick, second, something, whatever it was. They got assets back because he's a quarterback who's proven a little bit in the league. I think Baker Mayfield's proven more. Um, Jared Goff signed a terrible contract, but they used him as a part of getting Matthew Stafford. Like It's kind of like in the NBA. you just you, you got to pay him, pay him up front, risk it, whatever that risk it is, uh, and generally it's going to pay off.
0: I, I tend to agree with you guys both. But I just don't think it's going to happen. So here's where I'm at with it. I I think the reality is that it it behooves both sides to wait a year. So, like, for the Browns' point of view, I think there are people in the organization that are going to say, hey, let's see some more data. I want some more data points on Baker before we sign this deal. Let's not rush it. Let's go ahead and, and see what happens this year. And I think Baker's camp is probably like, hey, there's going to be more money there if we wait one more year it, 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 and say Lamar sets the bar at 40 million. I think if if we waits till next year, to your guys' point, he's probably going to get 40 million or above. I think if they did it now, it would be probably less than that, probably around 35 or, or below even. So it may be significant numbers that... But one thing I learned this offseason more than I've ever learned since covering the NFL is that the salary cap can be manipulated in so many different ways. Like it is just teams are just finding ways to find space no matter what. Like if you really want a guy, there's a way to get it done and, and, and kick the can down the road. Now, eventually it'll come back to bite you. But eventually, if you really want it, you can do it. And I think, we saw that yeah. from a lot of teams. Go ahead. I think
1: the Saints are a great example of that. But yeah. then they also, you know, had to cut Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins. Whatever you think about those two players, it is going to cut out some of the middle ground at some point in time. Um, and you're right; you have to pay the piper at some point, you know. But yeah, I'm with you. You got to. You may have to kick the can down the road. These these extended contracts, like Marshawn Lattimore, just signed five years, one forty. Right, four of the years don't even exist. It's it's all silly money. Um, so I'm with you. Like they're going to make Baker. Baker's not going anywhere. Period. That's a that's a done deal. That's like very if, clear. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. Whether it's a Dak Prescott situation, Kirk Cousins, whatever, he's not going to go anywhere. Um, the Browns, you know, they literally did a little like cute thing to go. We're going to pick up Baker's uh, fifth year option. Okay, tomorrow we're going to pick up Denzel Ward's. Like they did that in a very specific way, you know. So all, he's just not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, they're listen. They don't do anything on accidents. It's no. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, so with that in mind, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these figures here as we as we oh. view the top uh, quarterbacks. If I can, Mikey. Uh, there we go. All right. Highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL: Mahomes, forty-five million; Dak Prescott, forty million. This is per, per year, obviously. Uh, Texans uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson, thirty-nine million uh, to be determined on what happens there. Uh, Russell Wilson is at thirty-five. Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff both making thirty-three point five this year. Cousins. Uh 33 million, Wentz 32, Matt Ryan 30, oh, and at, coming in at number 10, Ryan Tannehill at 29 and a half million dollars. So I take uh,
2: Tannehill over the five guys immediately above
0: him, too. I, I know, right? <laughs> uh they they did they did it, they did it right. They got uh the Titans they, they, did a good job with that. They got saw some good stuff from Tannehill. They, you know, you compare it to the numbers in Miami, and you're kind of like, "Hey, this guy could be pretty good for us for a long time. Let's let's get him signed right away." And they didn't hesitate, and that's why he's at twenty nine and a half, and everybody else is higher. Uh, you know, he also took a little less too. I think he did. Um, uh, and, but he, he his situation,
2: he left Miami in an analogous, an, in an analogous, I can talk situation to where Baker was after the Freddie year. He, he didn't fit. He wasn't well coached. It didn't just didn't click for him. Um, we we all at least most of us knew that the talent was there with him, uh, and, and Tennessee gave him the chance to shine. And remember, he had to compete with Marcus Mariota when he first got there too, and, and that 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 ended pretty quickly uh, when, when they figured that out. And uh, to Mariota's credit, now he's 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 fighting for a starting job somewhere else. So you know they they did it right. Uh, and I, I hate to give the Titans credit because uh, I'm, I'm not crazy about them getting Julio Jones either. Um, but but to your earlier point, Brad, you can obviously do anything you want with the salary cap uh, if they can afford all those dudes in there in Tennessee the way that they have. So yeah, I uh, I look in that and and I would put so so when I look at this list, I'm trying to slot where Baker is right now, and right. so age factors in. So yes. Aaron Rodgers is at the end of the career. Um, he he might never play again. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Because the Packers sure as hell don't, and I don't think anybody really knows what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' head. I'd I'd offer him that kind of money. Like Russell Wilson, I don't think Baker is as good as Russell Wilson. I don't don't think he's as good as Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson was playing for the Texans. Obviously, there's variables there that have changed. I do think he's as good as Dak Prescott, though, uh, especially with Prescott coming off of an injury. So I don't know. I don't know where you balance that. How you weigh that in, you know, like, like. Um, I, I'm generally, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who generally does the like, oh, player A is better than player B, and, and, and therefore, you know, you got, you got to pay that way because the situations are different. But I, I, I want I, Baker Mayfield. I, if I were starting a team today, I would take Baker Mayfield over Dak Prescott. And if that costs me forty million dollars, I'm okay with that. Yeah,
0: Jared, I'm going to come to you next on this, but. I would make this point – in my personal opinion, I don't think it matters how good these guys are. I think it matters when it happened. Yes. So, like – The market changes when a guy comes to the table, in my opinion. So Dak Prescott was the last guy to the table. So I think the market is pretty much set at $40 million for a franchise quarterback, whether you're better than these other guys or not, in my personal opinion. Jared, where are you at with that? That's a good point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think obviously the off-field stuff, we have no idea on Deshaun Watson. But you're looking at this list today, you know, it's Mahomes, Russ, and – And then what you're, I mean, literally Baker is in the conversation with today who I would pick third, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, some of the other guys coming up. Baker's in that spot for third. And and again, you're right. You're exactly right, Brad. Who's coming up next matters. Baker Mayfield's camp is going to go. Russell Wilson's underpaid. Aaron Rodgers is underpaid. Jared Goff, Kirk cousins, Carson Wentz, that group we're done. We're way better than those guys. We are as good as Dak Prescott or better, and we are one year ahead, forty-two, and that's where they're. That's where the conversation is going to be. What? Yep. And the problem is, is, is it forty-five-ish next year, right? That's yeah. when the conversation really gets unique. Is 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 next year because Mahomes, you know, that'd be two years after Pat Mahomes signed his deal. So is the conversation forty-five to fifty? if they have the year that you're thinking they're having and so that's why I, that's why i'm looking at forty forty two and going you know, you can figure out all the other details in the contract and bonus and when it's paid and all that i think you're going to look at 42 40 and yeah and what well, yeah years whatever um i think you're going to look at 42 and go you know what i mean i can't comprehend the the, the dollar amount at all like uh, the vax a million in Ohio had me excited. Like, I'm sitting here crossing my fingers on Mondays. But uh, I think we're looking at 42 as as probably what, what Baker's going to get this
0: year and probably more if it's next year. Okay. Uh, any chance he is the type of guy that takes less? Uh, I don't. Unlikely, right? So it's unlikely, and
2: and some of that is not Baker. Some of that's his agent. Um, The pressure that the the NFLPA puts on the players to maximize their earnings as much as they can. Uh, I saw that firsthand with Matthew Stafford in Detroit. Um, He actually wound up getting more money than he asked for, um, in part because of the league. There was pressure from the players' association to go out and get every last dime that you could. And I, I don't think that pressure is as strong as it was at that point. That was that was what four years ago, three or four years ago. Um, yeah. But th- that 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 is at play. Like if if enough guys start taking less, that does water down the salaries, and that's that's something you have to be very careful about. Um, it, one one it thing does. I will say is um, you you brought up Josh Allen. Yeah. You want to get the deal done before Buffalo signs Josh Allen because the 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 guy who's second is going to get more. And they're both yep. going to get a lot of money, and uh, you know they both have the right now. Both teams honestly have the cap room to to do the forty two to forty five million dollars. And, and again, the agents are going to try to get every every last drop that they can out of it. So yeah, get it done before Josh Allen does. Now we haven't heard anything. Now I, I don't follow the bills that closely. I won't profess to that, but we haven't heard a lot about them talking extension with Josh Allen yet either. So uh, maybe maybe that, maybe 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 the Bills people are having these conversations right now as we speak. They could be, uh, but it, it behooves Probably. the Browns to get Baker done before the Bills get Josh Allen done. Because at worst, then Josh Allen's new contract with Buffalo is the floor that you're negotiating for for Baker. You want that? Yeah. You want that situation flipped?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you're hearing whispers a little bit from Baltimore, a little bit out of Baltimore, about them potentially getting Lamar done. There, I think there's a chance they could do that this year, uh, right? Because that has one less year on it, right? This is his last year. No, he
1: no, has he, the fifth he, year. He was yeah, he has the, the same. extension. Yeah. Okay, yeah, All right. yeah.
0: I, I I don't know. Yeah. I keep hearing whispers from Baltimore. Go ahead, Jared. No, actually, I actually, I
1: so as the mental health guy, like I think Baltimore is trying to prop up Lamar. Like I think there's. Some like Lamar's our guy. Lamar's our guy. They don't need to do that in Buffalo. They don't need to do that in Cleveland. I think there is a, a little bit of that, like, no, Lamar, we got your back kind of thing. So I think that's why yeah. you're actually hearing it. You've, we've literally heard Harbaugh talk about we want to get it done kind of thing. And in a way that is a little stronger, um, I, you asked the question about Baker getting every cent. Uh, I think it's it's easy to forget a little bit that Baker Mayfield is an underdog, right? Like he's got columns. Uh, one column is Cliff Kingsbury, right? All of that, and he's got all these chips. That, that that chip on his shoulder has—that's that column. And this column is, I'm the number one overall draft pick. I took Cleveland to the the playoffs, right? He, I, I opened the beer coolers. Like he's got some things in that <laughs> column, but the money is going to be that is almost that kind of shiny piece, that personal piece, just yeah. below Super Bowl. So I think for for Baker, he he does have a little of that short guy syndrome where he is always kind of keeping the ledger. He's always checking where does he fit into things. And so, um, you're, I think the Josh Allen thing is going to be interesting. Are they? Are does Josh and Baker not want to go first because one of they Baker wants one dollar more? You know that it's, kind of thing. It's a chicken contest.
0: <laughs> yeah, no question. It, that very much uh, probably is a factor for both of them. Um, all right. Do you guys, let's start with you, go, coming right back to you, Jared, do you have an idea where you want to go on years on Baker's deal? Because some of these are structured differently. I mean, some uh, some of these, there's a seven-year deal. Is there seven? Somebody's seven, right? Uh, I think uh, let me look. Mahomes is 10, isn't he? Mahomes yeah. is 10, and, and most are four, but a couple are three, and then there's a seven. I got this stuff down here. Uh, we oh, here we go. Five for Matt Ryan, five for Garoppolo, five for Stafford uh and the others were four and then and Mahomes was ten do you I mean seven is out there too as is, is a possibility I have a Dak Prescott comp because I think that's pretty close to maybe what Good we gonna be looking at uh but go ahead uh yeah. with with yeah, what you think as far as years go uh Jared
1: yeah you know I'm gonna look at I'd like five um I don't okay. think Baker's gonna like five I think no. they're gonna push down to three and four I think it's the again it's I I love the NBA. So it's LeBron James, you know, he started controlling and they're going to look at when certain things are up and all of that kind of stuff. I like, honestly, I like as long as possible. I like five. I like seven. Uh, I think they're going to push for three to four with some option years in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The benefit of doing like the seven is by the time, you know, those later years come around, if you don't have to restructure (laughs) is you're getting a bargain because the market has exploded up so much, which is why, you know, Kansas City is going to be very fortunate uh, as this deal continues to move forward. And that price looks lower and lower. Go ahead, uh, Jeff. Thoughts on years. So I
2: I I will I will uh, tip my hat to Kirk Cousins for changing the market completely he figured out that you get more money by signing more contracts more often yes and the other quarterbacks have figured that out too so i think you're going to get baker probably for three you might it might be a a option for four where there's like and and it might be one of those like mutual exercise options Uh, uh, those are rare but they do happen um but i i I'll, I'll, Mahomes is going to be a big exception on this. I think you're going to see more and more of the quarterbacks taking three years that could maybe be four. I, I think five, six, seven. That's that, that's going to take a very special circumstance, and I, I, I just don't see that being the case with Baker. So, so you know, three years, 125 million, um, with with a fourth year maybe as a void year um, or or a, a, a like a, a contingency option something like that. I think that's the, that's the sort of deal that you're looking at with with a a very high percentage of a guarantee.
0: Okay, let's uh, uh so I use Dak Prescott's contract as a com- <laughs> as a comp here because I think this would be perfect. 4 years, right? Uh he's got a void year on here, I believe. Yep. Um uh, but yeah, 4 for 160 uh, 66 million signing uh bonus uh, 40 million uh average guaranteed at sign so total guaranteed 126 but there you know there's a nice little out after three years if you really needed to where uh you know there's nope. only only 26 million dead cap at that point <laughs> that's what i was but,
1: laughing about i was like yeah um yeah. does that say like jeff and i are a little old you see us kind of lean in a little bit on these like oh uh, what's yeah. happening there But does that really say a potential out as if twenty six million dead cap isn't some BS that no one was going to want to be paying? But sorry, it was just that was just. I mean,
2: we said we said that about Carson Wentz and Jared Goff this season, and they both got moved for more than that. So
1: true. I mean, even Odell Beckham Jr. had um, you know a pretty big dead cap when they traded him. I also think it's really interesting when you look at these kind. This is totally different than the void year things we've been talking about, you know, Jay Van Clowney's like a four year deal as well. Like right. that is, that means in 2025, if that press is still good and they're going to pay him $50 million, obviously they'll figure all the stuff out, but he's already going to cost 13 million against the cap in his first year of his next contract. Like that's a crazy amount of, we can just call it dead cap money. Cause that's really what it is. He's going to have 13 million in dead cap no matter what his actual cap hit. And, you know, this year, on the first year of this year, it's 22. So most likely you're looking at that second year, that his first year of his next contract is going to be 33 or so cap hit plus 13. Like he's going to be at about $50 in cap hit on his first year of his next deal if he's still good. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't. My understanding is, so, like, say they did go out after 2023. That money rolls right up into 2023 uh, as soon as the contract ends. So I'm pretty sure those void years roll right up as soon as the contract ends. Yeah, so so he would be up to like 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how that works, to be just, Just the
2: nuts and bolts of the contract that we're looking at there, the four years, one hundred sixty. Um, with 95 million guaranteed at signing, 126 total guaranteed. That's a very realistic contract for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Yeah, I think so. I I I kind of think he will probably ask for a little bit more than that, and there will be negotiations because if you don't ask, you don't get. But you also might not get what you ask for. And I I, I think Baker's smart. Jeff, are you
1: married? I felt like that (laughs) statement was a was a married guy statement.
0: Twenty-five years, baby. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh that's funny. Uh yeah, so I, I yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, I w- I would do that. I think I think the Browns should shoot for four I would years. Too. I'd be kind of disappointed with three. Uh I mean he may want to do that, but I think the Browns should hold steady and, and look for four at a minimum. Um, and try for five, like you said, Jared. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I just think the more years, the better. If you're going to commit, go ahead and do it, right?
1: Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ed in Columbus on our Periscope is said, "Don't get golfed, But the reality is, is you know, I mean, I think sure, don't get golfed, but don't get screwed either. Like, don't lose. Listen, Jared Goff is Jared Goff. There's a lot of people that didn't like him coming out of the draft. Hugh Jackson did. That tells you enough. Uh, I did. <laughs> I mean, I was partially a little biased. He's got a great first name. Um, You know, he handled the wet, (laughs) he handled wet balls really good. I don't know. Pep Hamilton was doing his thing, but I just think the reality is, is you cannot for a guy like Baker Mayfield, you, you cannot let him kind of work his way into the franchise tag, disrespect, not feel backed up all that. You can't do that because you're going to lose him as a player. He's just going to move on. Like, Honestly, I could see him bitterly taking like a million dollars someplace just to freaking leave you and just to piss you off kind of guy. Like you just can't do that. Like you have to be bought in with him or to be blunt, you trade him right now. You you just can't be anywhere in between. Like you got to go all in with the guy. Uh, and so I, I get the golf, I get the Wentz. Um, but the reality is, is we know what it looks like to have bad quarterback play. And I will pay almost anything to not have to deal with that crap again.
0: No, no question about Amen. it I, yeah i just think so yeah uh, those years are behind us and i think this front office will handle this in the best possible way they they seem to as as you mentioned before they they don't do anything by accident it's all planned out and i'm sure they have a grasp on what they want to do and how they want to handle this but it's worth talking about for sure here is there anything to the mental approach with baker i know you kind of mentioned propping up lamar but like in the best best scenario for Baker, would giving him the deal now and providing him security be better for him mentally or not giving him the deal and him having that prove it again, bet on myself, chip on your shoulder, be better for him in a huge 2021 where you need the best out of him? It's a good question. I, yeah, it I, really is. I, I
2: honestly don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of making him earn it. But if if he's playing lights out in the middle of October, then you're like, hey, dude, okay, you proved your point. Here's your money. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you, and I, I don't necessarily like the idea of, of paying guys in season, but this would be an exception because it will save you money in the long term. And look, it, it, from Baker's standpoint, is there really that much difference between Forty million a year and forty-two million a year, and, and there might be that. I, I don't know Baker well enough to know that, but that if you come to him with something reasonable like that, and like understand that you know maybe you maybe you instead of giving him more money, you make it a higher level of guaranteed money. You know, instead of it being you know seventy percent, you guarantee eighty-five percent of it, or you, God forbid, you guarantee one hundred percent of it to go go full, full Kirk Cousins on it. Um, and and maybe, maybe that's how that gets done, um, to, to, to spread the cap out more or something like that. There's, there's a number of different ways to manipulate the cap and a number of different ways to get it done. It's a great point, though, Brad. And I, I, I honestly don't know how – I, I like the idea of making him play for the chip, but at the same time,
1: would he be offended that you're making him do it? And I wonder I wonder how that would play. And I actually am less worried about the offended, and I'm not worried, okay. but I like the idea of him, like he's a own it kind of guy. And so you give that guy his contract. This is his team with Stefanski and Andrew Barry. Now you see, like you had Jadavion Clowney wanted to come to Cleveland, John Johnson the third, Troy Hill. Like you give it to him, and that boy is going to recruit. He is gonna put his stamp on it and other players are gonna go, yeah, that's the guy, right? So for me, it's more about the ownership that he can really kind of put down his roots and say, All right, I got I got Austin, I got Norman, and I got Cleveland. Right now he's got Norman and Austin and Cleveland, right? Like it's kind of in Cleveland. <laughs>
2: yeah. If yeah.
1: you give him that contract and you. now it's all three of those, and that yeah. boy is all in when he's all in. So that's for me. It's not about the offended. It's more about like let's get everything. The youngest coach, the youngest GM, and franchise QB. Yeah,
0: uh, I think I, I think it. he's the type of guy that would feel that security, be honored by it, and be like, "All right, I'm here. Now it's my team. Let's let's f and go." You know what yep. I mean? So uh, I I think there's you know. There's a couple ways to look at that. You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland as we are going through the extension, uh, contract extension roundtable with the Browns candidates here, breaking it down with the very special Jeff Risen and Jared Mueller of the Browns Wire. Uh, go check everything out at USA Today Sports Media Group, the Browns Wire, at the Browns Wire on Twitter, and hit the like button if you are enjoying our conversation below. Let's uh, move on to Nicholas Chubb, who is a hot topic right now. A lot of people on Twitter uh, with the Pay Nick Chubb t-shirts. And we've got Pay Nick Chubb this and everything going. So, But Nick Chubb is heading into his final year of his contract. Let, this, this is uh, – I feel kind of strongly about this one, but we'll, we'll get into this. Uh, let's take a look here at the highest paid running backs in the NFL. Uh, and we've got uh, highest paid backs in the NFL – McCaffrey 16 million, Alvin Kamara 15 million per year, Zeke Elliott 15 million per year, <laughs> way too much. Uh, Dalvin Cook $12. <laughs> 12.6 per year. Derrick Henry 12 and per year. Aaron Jones got a 12 million dollar deer deal, but there's an asterisk by that for me cuz it's one year guaranteed. So I don't really know what the point of that was. Uh, he got, you know, he got this first year guaranteed and that's it. So uh, Joe Mixon, twelve million. Melvin Gordon, eight million. Saquon Barkley still on a rookie deal at seven point eight, and Austin Eckler at six point one million dollars. There's your top ten, uh, and Chubb is up. And I have a comp for this. I actually uh, taught, did, used the same comp when Jake had me on the OB, on his show uh, and asked me about this. But uh, you guys, where are you at? Uh, we'll start with you, Jared. Where are you at with uh, Chubb? Do you want to pay him now? Do you want to wait and still pay him? Are you sure if you want to pay him? Are you unsure where are you at? Do you not want to pay him, Franchise Tag? And what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, honestly, uh, this is going to be very anti-sports media. I don't know. I really yeah. just, I, I don't Come on! Know. Like, there <laughs> are literally, like, hey. while you, you were looking at all these numbers, there's, like, all right. Yeah. If you can get into the 13, I don't know. 13 is a lot, you know, like I bluntly just don't know. I think the reality is, is while we love Chubb and Hunt, I think there is a significant gap between those two players. Um, I actually don't think Hunt as a lead back fits the, um, wide zone scheme nearly as much as, as Chubb does. Um, I really have no strong take on this. Um, literally there's a part of me that thought, Trading him before last season or this offseason would have made a lot of sense because you got like a first and a third for him, and and just kind of go through that process of, of just recycling them. But instead of losing him in free agency, you just you do the trade. I just don't have a strong take to be honest,
0: Jeff. Where do you feel? Where where are you come out on Nicholas Chubb? I would not extend him. I would let him play a year on
2: the franchise tag. Uh, At that point, you'll see how much health he he still has in the legs. Can he he withstand another? There is a finite level, and I will use Todd Gurley as an example because Todd Gurley would be number two on this list. (laughs) But he is currently a free agent who can't sign as a number three for a vet minimum in either Detroit or Baltimore. That Mm. tells you how fast it goes. The guy scored 40 touchdowns in two seasons three years ago. And he can't get work anymore because his knees are done. You cannot pay for that. That crippled the Rams. Making that deal was he still good? Yes, but he wasn't super anymore. You no, know, he he went from being a level where he was he was at his peak. Todd Gurley uh, in the Rams when they were 2017, 2016, was better than Nick Chubb has been as an all around back. Now now Chubb you. I will. I will argue with anybody. Nick Chubb is the best runner taking a handoff in the NFL today. Um, Derrick Henry is one A, um, and and they're different styles. But I will take Nick Chubb on that. But is he a great receiver? No, he's not the great receiver that Gurley was out of the backfield. I think I think people forget about that. It's a guy that caught sixty passes in the season and caught ten touchdowns in the season. That's not Chubb. So the 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 point is is that you've got to ensure yourself from overpaying for a guy when he's not going to be the guy that he is today going forward. And there are very, very few running backs who can sustain the way that Nick Chubb is doing right now. Over time, Frank Gore is one of them. Uh, it's not easy to find other dudes <laughs> that, that can sustain it that long. So you've got him, you can franchise tag him. That's about, that's that, that would put him in the range where, where Jones and Mixon are and, and Henry and, and the 12 to 12.5 million would be the franchise tag. Um, going into next year the year after that it would go up and you would be paying him a little bit more than McCaffrey if my math in my head is right it would be about 16.7 16.8 because you get 120
0: i think
2: exactly yeah you get you get the automatic inflation upon it you can lock him off and have him for the next three years for that figure by just franchise tagging him and you're not committing yourself to anything beyond that and i I honestly, I kind of like that idea because I don't want to be paying him sixteen million dollars in twenty twenty six when he's not who he is in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. I I know that I, I look. He's a great runner, but you can get like Todd Gurley's on the street right now. You can it, the Lions picked up Adrian Peterson right before the season last year for a veteran minimum. He came in and he was good. Like like, is the drop off? Worth paying for that much? I don't. I don't think so. So I like the idea of doing at least one year on the franchise tag, and then if he's still got it, then you then you give him another year, Um, and maybe you don't franchise tag, and maybe that would be prohibitive. So you sign him for three years and thirty million dollars, and in the last two years or void years, something like that. I I I don't want to extend him out beyond twenty twenty three because I think at that point you're getting age, you're getting mileage. He has missed time already with knee issues. You can't ignore that, and I I, I don't mean it at all to be condescending towards Nick Chubb because he's great, but is he still going to be great in 2023, 2024? You're looking at what – look at Zeke Elliott in Dallas now. He was two years ago where where we're thinking Chubb is now. Cowboys fans by and large hate that deal now. They they, they, they still like Zeke, but not at that price tag.
1: I I I, I don't want that to happen in Cleveland with Nick Chubb. I think the reality before I know, uh, Brad, you have a strong take is I always worry about betting on being the exception. Like we can walk through the Gurley and the Zeke's and the uh, Freeman. And I mean, there's just a bunch of contracts where you're like, uh, Melvin Gordon,
2: Melvin Gordon's another one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many. And then you're like, yeah, but we can be. So for me, that's just the hard thing, but. On the other hand, it's freaking Nick Chubb, and the dude's a beast, and he shuts his mouth, and he, he runs people over, and he runs past them, and he stiff arms. He's them. so good. I mean, he's, he's so good freaking too. good. But he's the, re- I mean, the history says, listen, if you pick up a a, a, a companion at certain places, she. You, your relationship may not last. Like there, there's, there's just history there. And maybe we should look at that history and just believe that it's true and, and, and see what that move on might look like, but extend it as long as you can. I don't, I, again, I just don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So here's my, here's my presentation in, in my rebuttal to you, Jeff. Okay. All right. Cause I am with you on the franchise tag and I was there for a minute, but I did a little research. And to me, I agree with you beyond 2023. Question mark. But to me, Nick Chubb is special. He has a guy with him that's helping him split carries and lowering his load. He only got two hundred and fifty carries this year or whatever it was. He didn't even get three hundred okay. carries this year. So he's not he's not overrun with work. I agree with okay? that. Okay. Yep. Uh he missed four games due to injury. So let's let's look let's look at this. Derek Henry deal cuz I think that is the perfect deal and I'll start with by going to the franchise tag first here to show the the equivalent of this okay so the franchise tag and this is the 2022 franchise tag right which yeah. would be his first year right all right so that's 12 eight okay 12 yep. eight right okay so 12 eight the guaranteed money on a four year deal to Derek Henry this is Derek Henry's deal is 25.5, which is less than what it would be if you franchise tagged him twice. So why not just sign him to the four for 50 or the four for 48 and give him the two years of guaranteed money, 24 or $25 million. And and that's the same thing as a franchise tag with just one extra year. You're still out after 2023 if you want to be with no dead money at all. So you're just giving him two more years and, and, and you wouldn't have to even play oh, the yeah. franchise tag I, I, I game I wouldn't, I wouldn't with have him. A, I wouldn't have an issue with that
2: at all. The only thing I would wonder is would he take that? Um, whereas with – now, the franchise tag leads to other – it could be acrimonious, um, although there are some players that secretly like getting tagged. I
0: don't Our know cousins. why he wouldn't take it <laughs> uh, because Derrick Henry took it just last year. And Aaron Jones couldn't get a deal. He took a one-year deal for twelve million. He I mean, did. his deal was four years, but one year guaranteed. R- the running back market right. is getting lowballed right now. I think he would take it in a second, if for yeah. one year uh, uh, of security. My question and would be: would,
2: would the Browns do that? Because of I, what you just said, and
0: what's, and the, I, what's the downside to it?
1: I, at some point, you just run out of money. Like you just you run out not of Jimmy Haslam's money, but from a cap space perspective, you know the the priorities just have to be there. And and I don't think there's any any interest. Again, Mike Shanahan's offense. I don't know the random. Olandis Gary is one of the random names. I'm sure old guy also remembers a few other ones, but oh, <laughs> Olandis yeah, Gary yeah. is the one I have. I think the Browns look at the Stefanski system and go man, we're just going to get some people in here. We're going to drop the fourth rounder. We're going to even drop the third rounder. If he leaves, he's going to sign a huge freaking deal. We're not going to be active in free agency. We're going to get a high third rounder as a comp pick the following year. I just don't know if they're going to value it. I don't think this contract's terrible. I think they might. This is about where they might be. But in is- general, they I don't think they're going much beyond that. And they would be two years out from that. So... You know, I just don't know. I, you know, a team like Miami, I don't know who would be the the players for him. Uh, but I think it would just be interesting how they value the position given the offense that they run.
0: Certainly, and I understand that. So I'm just saying, just to be clear, though, this is not a four year deal for fifty million dollars. This is a right. two year deal for twenty four million dollars. I'm saying that you offer him or twenty five, whatever right? Two for 25 is two years of Nick Chubb. If you're talking franchise tagging him for 12 and a half anyways, it's just one additional year of the same price. And you don't even have to pay that extra 20% that you would if he is good enough to be around. And to me, that's giving him one extra year of security. So if he makes it through this year healthy, you're going to want to keep him around because he's special, in my opinion. So... And maybe they don't. Maybe they go totally analytics on this. But my feeling is that doing that to a guy like Nick Chubb says something to the locker room. Like, I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll play hardball, straight-up NFL business. But not paying a guy like Nick Chubb, who has worked as hard as him, has been as ideal of a Brown as you can be, like him, and not paying him and rewarding him – with a new deal that it, 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 it it's not much more, right? It's it's one extra year of the franchise tag. That's all we're talking about. You're out after two thousand twenty three. I think he's good through twenty three.
2: I do. I, I would agree with that as long as long as he's not suffering an injury now, um this year.
0: Correct. Um, and and you can so not yeah, yeah, you can even wait till the end of the year to offer this before yes. they go to market.
1: Zero reason to ever extend a running back before they before the right. season ends. Zero, right. not none. I don't care how good they are. No reason to do that. You have your negotiating window early. If you want to get a deal done, you can. No reason to ever sign the extension before that.
0: So to interesting. Me. I'm sure a lot of people are going to feel differently about this. Uh, yes, different ways. About they do. Yeah. We hear it. We hear it. Yeah. As we just. Uh, as we just. You know, this is of, one of the
2: this is one of the problems that you have when you get good is that you are in fact going to have to make tough decisions on good players that people like, and that's not something that we've had to do in Cleveland, ever. Uh, certainly not with the Browns. The Indians, a little bit of a different story. Mu- actually, a much different st- narrative and story on that. Um, that that's for another show. Uh, but yeah, this. They can't keep everybody. Is, is a larger point, and you do have to prioritize. And right now, the NFL does not prioritize running backs or paying running backs, whether yeah, that's right or wrong, or whether do, that will change.
0: But they, they always do though. <laughs> though. Who who has bucked the trend and not paid their star running back? Give me one example. Not that's many.
1: Actually is a good question.
2: And there's not, nobody. They not always many pay them. Eventually. and then and they run them into the dirt and then uh, and then they they're they on to the next one you know it's 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 yeah. a frustrating cycle it's yeah there it, it's it's a very strange situation how the running backs are treated and i you know like we we talked about it in the draft all the time is there going to be a first round running back this year it turns out there was but you know the year before it was Clyde edwards hilaire was he was the last pick of the first round you know the the NFL right now is of the mindset that that running backs and off-ball linebackers are the least valuable positions on the field. That's that's a prevailing mindset everywhere. And if you're the team that's the exception to that paying the the running back and the off-ball linebacker, Dallas, by the way, is doing that, Um, is, is that a great idea? Do you want to be that team? Now, if it works, great, but if it doesn't work, like, oh, my God, you have just signed your, 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 your walking papers as a GM by prioritizing the wrong positions. I just saw that happen in Detroit.
0: <laughs> but, that, yeah. but that's my point, though, about this position, though, Jeff, is that the trend is not. I mean, everybody says don't value the, talk, the right. running back. That's right. what they say. Well, they, but, they, but when it comes down them. to it, they've all they've all paid the guy. Like, no star running back has walked, really, except for Le'Veon Bell, but that was... That was because he's nuts. A different situation. (laughs) It's not like they didn't offer him $17 million, they did, uh, per year. I mean, he would have been the highest paid running back in the league, now, today, if he would have taken that deal. Instead, (laughs) you know, he sat out a year and went and played for the Jets. Nice nice move. Uh, But anyways... (laughs) uh, No, I I, uh, I
2: get your
1: point, Brett, I really
2: do.
0: I, I'm, I'm just saying would, that I they
2: still franchise them. That's that's
1: what I would do. Yeah, I, Jeff, you actually brought up something that's really interesting. By the way, on a little bit of a side note, Browns fans for the first time ever are going to have a plethora of players that they're going to be interested in for two, three, four, five, six years. Like I, you know, I wrote about Brian Body Kilhoun, your guy Duke Johnson. God. You know, all of those guys like think about the players that Browns fans get really excited about because they've been they were in the team for two years. Like we're going to have a ton of players that have been around for three, four and five years that that they're going to fall in love with because they're all really interesting stories or, you know, we've seen it with Hollywood Higgins. So I think that's just a little side note for Browns fans who are like they've had these one or two players that make it two or three years and they're like, those are our guys. We need them. Well, we're going to have like a whole team full of those moving forward. It's going to be really exciting to have those first world problems. Yes.
2: It is yes
1: it look at is. that transition that is an amazing transition well done mr.
0: Ward <laughs> uh, let's uh, move on to the next guy here as as you know as we just showed you can feel I think we all feel a little bit differently about Nick Chubbs extension and that's probably how a lot of people in Cleveland feel we all feel a little bit differently about it we'll see how the Browns handle it it should be interesting uh, I have a different and I'll tell you this. I get your point, Jeff, about not paying everybody, but I'm going to tell you right now, I want to pay all four of these guys we talk about, but I want to cost cut elsewhere. And I'm going to tell you why that that's, I think you can do fair. it and cost cut elsewhere, okay? But we'll talk about that. Highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey, 21 million dollars. Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, 19.5 Travis White, seventeen three. Eagles cornerback Darius Slay is at sixteen seven. Uh, Dolphins back-to-back cornerbacks at sixteen five and fifteen one. <laughs> That's expensive. Uh, Giants cornerback James 14 fourteen five. Ravens cornerback Marcus Peters at fourteen million. Trey Wayne's at fourteen million, and William Jackson the third. Uh, for Washington, now at thirteen point five, signed there from the Bengals. All right, so we've got Denzel Ward. Uh, he's got two years left as they picked up his fifth year, uh, you know, contract. Where do you stand with this? Do you want to re-sign him? Does he have to show you something this year to re-sign him? Uh, you know, we we're going from a a position of little value to a position of high, high value here uh, in the cornerback. It's hard to find a premier cornerback in the NFL uh, with, I think, the talent of a guy like Denzel Ward. Not that he's shown it all the time, but I think the talent is there to be a premier cornerback. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you. Where do you stand with what you want to do with him or where your head at right now, obviously knowing it's probably not going to happen this year?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think this is a conversation that they're going to have next summer. But the first thing I look at, and all the all the guys that are on this list, they're all good. Like, there's nobody here that like, like, why, why is that guy getting? I mean, you can maybe say that maybe about Xavier Howard, and maybe I, Trey Wayne's is probably overpaid, but he's not a bad player, right? Like, like all these dudes are good, and more belongs in their company. He's a very good player. I would be apprehensive with him because of the injury history, the yes. fact that he cannot play 16 games. He's proven that. If he goes out this year and and plays 16 games and is, is a pro bowler in the 16 games, then I'm giving him what, what Jalen Ramsey's getting. And he's going to ask for it, and he's going to get it. And if he doesn't get it in Cleveland, he's going to get it somewhere else. So uh, with him... And, again, I don't think this is going to happen this year with him. But maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. He's actually a good candidate for a franchise tag as well because uh, – I, I, do you have the, the franchise tag figure for the cornerbacks? Just looking at it here, it would appear to be about $16.5 so, something like that. Uh, 17, 17 and a half.
0: 2022, 20, so okay. probably a little bit more than that in Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm uh, –
2: this is a deal where because he's injury prone, you don't want to you don't you don't want to overpay and get locked into a guy that he he winds up suffering a god forbid a, a career ending injury or a career altering injury. You can't be on the hook there. so you can't give him six years, one hundred twenty million dollars. You just can't. Um, not not that any of the corners get that. I, I think Jalen Ramsey got five and one hundred five or something like that. Um, I, I give him three years, sixty um, with maybe less guaranteed because you do need some flexibility there to get out if he's, if he's incapable of playing. Um, And and I think that's, that's where you make the, that's, that's where you make the fudge with it. That's that's a terrible expression, but you know, whereas I would, I would guarantee more of Chubbs. I would guarantee less of Wards because of the injury. It makes it so you have an out and he has to understand it. And he has to respect the fact that he hasn't been able to stay on the field the full time. If he's delusional about that, He's he's probably not long for Cleveland, quite honestly. Even though he's from here, uh, that's 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 just the, the the sad business with it. So I wouldn't be opposed to franchise tagging him for a year, but I, I I would like the idea of three years, sixty million, but only guarantee maybe thirty of it instead of forty five or fifty like some of these other guys would get.
0: Yeah, I got two comps I'm going to show you here in a second, but uh, I want to get Jared's take on this first.
1: I'm trying to think of how to say it. Um I think Denzel Ward's an interesting uh person who has lived his whole life in Ohio and may want to spread his wings. Um and so I think that's going to make it interesting when the negotiation happens to be very honest with you. I think the Browns have shown that they will continue to invest in the position. Um and I think um I think it, if I was a betting man just right now I I would actually bet on Greedy Williams and Greg Newsome more than I would bet on Denzel Ward being one of their two uh, long-term cornerbacks mm-hmm. not saying Greedy's going to be good I'm not saying anything like that I'm just not sure injury history listen when I look at injuries I don't care about height and I don't even care about weight I care about thick like I want them thickums like I want some thick hips I want some I want some thick shoulders like I always knew I, that about you,
0: Jerk.
1: Well, I knew that about you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but um, like for me, that's really important when it comes to health. And, and Denzel just doesn't have that. Um, but I think Denzel and his family would like some more uh, explore the world kind of things. Um, he's, he's experienced Ohio for a long freaking time. He's got a lot of money. I just, for me, it's hard. Injuries are really difficult. I agree with everything Jeff said. I think Denzel's really good. I think we've been um, we've been screwed by the fact that he has had to bounce from so many different really interesting systems, right? You talk about Greg Williams, Steve Wilkes. Uh, now uh, to Joe Woods is more Seattle cover three that you did a really good piece on the Browns Wire. Make sure you guys go to the Browns Wire uh, part of USA Today. There's a really good piece on cover three there. I just think Ward has, um, has done well. Um, I'm just not sure he is that long-term piece here. I'd be willing to pay him in that 16 $17 million range. I just think he's going to demand really high uh, and and call the Browns bluff uh, when it comes to franchise tagging.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Jared, that my fear here with Denzel Ward is that he values himself more than the Browns value him and that he may go, hey, man. I'm worth twenty million dollars uh, a year. I want I want my my four for eighty, right, or my five for a hundred, even, uh, yeah. and and the Browns are going to say uh, no, thank you, you know, unless unless, and, and I I still don't even know if they would pay that, but because uh, they've already invested another first round pick, as you mentioned, uh, in a cornerback who you know could be very good as well. But you know, we need to see. He needs to go out and, for me, not even sixteen games. He needs to play fourteen games in a seventeen-game season this year. If he played yeah, fourteen games right. this year, yeah. I would be really happy with that. Like, I would be happy. Like, that's cool. Okay, fourteen games would show a lot to me. But he can't. He hasn't even been able to do that. Uh, so, for me, he needs to go do that this year and then consider keeping him. But I would like to try to consider keeping him at that. <clears throat> Price range somewhere between fourteen and seventeen million dollars a year, but I fear that he asked for twenty no matter what, and just to get himself to the market. Because if he gets himself to the market, I think somebody might pay him twenty. You know what I mean? I uh, they they'll have extra money, and somebody's going to want to go say, "Hey, look at the cornerback we went out and got. We went out and got a star corner, right? And uh, that's that's just kind of how the market works. So I have, uh, here's the deals as you break them down over years a little bit. That's probably hard to see for you guys a little bit. Uh, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. And that's okay. <laughs>
1: today,
2: today is actually the the 31st anniversary of my high school graduation, so I'm feeling a little old already.
0: <laughs> uh, all right.
1: So I'm over here trying to do that math. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think you were that many years ahead of me. Yeah. Class of ninety, baby. All
2: right, my so firm, my, my familiar Sailors are in the uh, final four in in baseball too. Go Sailors!
0: Go Sailors! So, so here's my comps. I got Tradavius White, who is at seventeen two, and Tradavius White. I think is a pretty good comp here. He, he got is. four four for sixty nine. Uh, now, nice. if you, the guaranteed money here, the total guarantee. Now these these cornerback deals are interesting. They're broken down differently than a lot of the other deals we look oh. at. Uh, this one is all over the place. He's got <laughs> they, all kinds of bonuses in there. <laughs> like right. In the- <laughs> well, they restructured his deal uh, this yeah. offseason. As you can see over here, they took it. They did what everybody else did, and they rolled his uh, his contract into a bonus. And yeah. now you see that that's paying out over five years. And they added a void year on, I think, the end, I believe. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, they did. So that's what they did uh, to, bank. to, because of the cap crunch. Yeah. Cause it's a four year deal starting this year. His base uh,
1: salary is less than a million. That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> right. Cause they took it all and put it in the, uh, in the, this year and put it in a, and paid him out in a uh, signing bonus. And then yeah. that's what that is over there. So uh, yeah, the potential out here would be after three years in 2023 uh, and would still have fourteen million dollars left in dead money. Uh, so I mean, this is fifty-five of this is potentially guaranteed. Thirty-six at signing, but fifty-five is guaranteed. And a lot of that, as we'll look at the notes here, is like uh, option bonuses. So it's really weird roster bonus for every year. You know, a, a million dollars fifth le- fifth day uh, of the league year in twenty. This is why you want people who
1: went to Harvard. Yeah. No kidding. So. This is why they took the offensive lineman, Fabiano, who went to whatever Ivy League school he did and brought him out in the scout. Like, this is way too much math.
0: So, like, look at the 2000 this year, uh, his option bonus, which I don't even know what that is, really, is a seven point five million dollars. So that fully guarantees for him as long as they exercise it. I think during which they're
2: not going to you know that that that, that's 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 caponomics right there um so so this is i can't even begin to explain it but yeah
0: so the guaranteed at signing if you break it down is the signing bonus right which if we look up here the signing bonus was ten five right plus his 20 salary plus his 21 salary plus that option that's 7.5 that equals 36.75 the rest of his guaranteed salary comes from all these little bonuses here if he makes it to the day. So they're kind of partially guaranteed, I guess, um, if that makes sense. So the most recent contract to look at, which I also think is worthwhile because it's a three-year deal, and it's a Dory Jackson, and he just signed it this offseason, and it's for about $14 million a year. Guaranteed at signing 24-5. Okay. Uh, Signing bonus 13.5. So his guaranteed at signing and his total guaranteed are the same at 24.5. There's an out clear, this is much more clear to look at. an out after two (laughs) years, $26 million uh, with 4.5 of dead cap. And the only reason that's on there is because they've stretched out that uh, signing bonus over three years again because of the cap crunch. Okay. Now, if you come down here, and I want to – this is interesting here. If you do the math, $58,823 times 17 games is $1 million. So if you did sign uh, uh, oh. Denzel Ward to let's call it my, – here's my Denzel deal, guys, okay? All right. Four years for $65 million, okay? Okay. Uh, You get an out after two years at 30 guaranteed, but you give him uh, 36 guaranteed uh, because that seems to make sense ratio-wise at signing, and you give him that $4 million uh, per game per active roster bonus, so every time he suits up. He's getting one-seventeenth of a million dollars. So he gets an extra million dollars if he plays his whole season, right? I think it's a good way to incentivize him, try to get him on the field. These are the things that if you're going to have Denzel Ward for three more years, you have to incentivize him to be on the field, I think.
2: I'd agree with that, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think Dory Jackson's an interesting one because of injury history as well. Exactly. Like he has a lot that he struggled with. Um, uh, Denzel's played much better than Adoree Jackson uh, yes. on the field. So yes, I think yes. that those numbers make sense. Um, and again, you're, Brad, as you talked about, the reality is, is what does he think he's worth? Because this is where the our discussions are completely different about Baker and Chubb. Chubb, it's about his position. Baker, it's just get it freaking done at some level when matters, but just get it done with Ward. It's really about value. It's really about injury. His is really complicated, and I mean not as complicated as uh, Tre'Davious White's contract was, but it's pretty darn complicated. I think the other the other two we've talked about already, and even Wyatt Teller here in a second, are probably probably the simpler of the ones. Not that there's a right answer. I think Denzel Ward might be the most complicated. Of all of them.
0: I agree. Complicated contract-wise and complicated (laughs) because if you look at this right here, right? Like, there's no clear... Besides Ramsey and Murphy and White, like Slay maybe, but the rest of these guys are viewed differently by different teams and by different pundits. and, And the numbers are all different. So, like... there's no like set market for the cornerback like there is with running back and quarterback where you can kind of see where the market is and where it's going here it's really up to the player and and that's why i think it gets complicated jerry would you agree
1: yeah i just think yeah i think it's all just so complicated and then you Look at, like, cover three. Again, I go back to schemes and systems. Cover yes. three, Denzel Ward isn't 6'2", six 6'3", six with, you know, big old these arms like Jeff and I have. I don't know about yours, <laughs> Brad. Uh, but, you know, the, the arms that go on forever, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, a bracket he's ball. <laughs> You know, yeah, we should – we listen, we're going to go play some volleyball together. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I just think it's – I think it's so complicated for so many different reasons. And I think he's the one that's going to create a lot of angst, to be honest.
0: I think so too. Until I say Uh-oh. what I'm about to say about Wyatt Teller. Then. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, that, oh, that, that,
2: that's a tease, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> so I got, I have strong feelings on this one as well. So we'll we'll talk about this
1: one. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Brad Strong's feelings. So so yeah. he doesn't, we don't piss him off quick.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, you're not gonna Art. piss me off no matter what. <laughs> I, you know, I'm pretty yeah. young going on that stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's some spot track had some comps. So I, on this one, and and I kind of dove into this. So there's a couple comps I have here, but. And, and you can look at this, if you see the rankings are all over the place here, and that's because they took they did it by totals instead uh-huh. of by the per-year average. So I changed yeah. it to per-year average, okay? So uh, Brandon Scherf is getting $18 million a year for one year, basically. He's franchise-tagged, okay.
2: yeah. Is he? No, he's not. Fran- he's franchise-tagged for the second. This is the second year in a row he's been franchise-tagged. That's why his figure is so high.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Joe Tooney is the highest paid guy under contract. Then, okay, yeah, five years, eighty million dollars, which comes out to sixteen million dollars a year for a guard. Now, uh, you know, guaranteed signing, uh, guarantee and practical guaranteed. See. This is the problem with getting the premium version of Spot Track they give you too many numbers to look at. So, yeah, <laughs> you're uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, second year cash, third year cash. I mean, it's crazy, right? Uh, so, but but if you look at at, at the guaranteed, he's at forty six guaranteed is really practically what he can get, which is fifty eight percent of his contract, which that's a nice little figure to have. But if you look if you look at the rest of these here, it goes down from there to. 14 to 14 to 13 with andrew norwell uh you know the names are irrelevant to me here I because understand. i don't really know these guys it's just about figures uh i will say that spot track had ali Marpit as the comp for teller and he's at 10 million a year on makes a, a lot of deal.
1: sense actually
0: yeah and it i got does. his contract here to look at now I guess it makes sense, but because of the age, right, and five-year deal. But They're Teller both was kind of
1: molly weirdos. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But but here's my here's my question. Teller was the best guard in football last year, right? According yes. to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, so, he, he's certainly in the top three. Uh, I I would say that Scherf, while he played, is probably the best. Um, Dallas fans will tell you that Zach Martin is the best, but Teller is certainly right there in the conversation with those guys. Absolutely, so, and and you can't he, forget Quentin Nelson, who's going to break the bank when he gets there as well. He's probably yeah. the most consistently the best guard in in the Amazing. NFL. Amazing, but he is not. He's not getting his contract yet.
0: So here's Spot Trax, uh comp uh, with over the caps breakdown. How ironic that is, but uh, contract <laughs> notes: Ali Marpet signed a five-year. <laughs> <laughs> $51.25 million extension with the Buccaneers on the 11th, uh, October 11th, 2018. Marpet received $26.867 million in guarantees, including a $2 million uh, signing bonus. There you have it. That's how it breaks down. Uh, so it's a two years in you're free. Two years, no more dead money. Uh, and it's a five-year deal. So really, it's, you know, a two-year deal. For about eleven a year, but you can, but yeah. obviously you can keep him if you want to if he plays well, and you can keep him and keep paying him at that at that price. It goes up a little bit, but not much, as you see here, about eleven per year. So uh, if you take that and compare it to Toonies, who is uh, the highest long term deal, Uh, He signed a five-year deal worth uh, $16 million, and that's the highest we have on the books, 46 of it uh, total guaranteed money. Uh, He got a $17 million signing bonus, uh, which his first year, as you see, because of the cap crunch in 21, this was this year too, uh, they rolled into a signing bonus, and uh, they split that out uh, over – the, the next five the, the years, the
2: Chiefs are not going to have O line problems again. <laughs> they made that right. abundantly clear, and they're paying for it.
0: So they <laughs> have an out after three years on him, which really only has six million, about almost seven million dollars of dead cap uh, after That's three nothing. years, which is not too That's bad. Nothing. for a guy who is uh, the best, you know, one of the best. He's
2: a he's a really really good player. Absolutely.
0: Right. So either one of these contracts, I actually. You know, obviously, I would prefer the 11 million, but for if he goes out and and proves that he's the best guard in the league again, I'm okay with paying him 15 million, 14 million dollars to keep him. Now, here's where I would make the cut because he's 26 years old, and if exactly. you're going to get him for three years of his prime at 15 or 16 million dollars a year, and he's going to perform like he did last year. I'm signing up for that no matter who's running mine and they're going to have holes to run through. Okay. Uh, You've got other guys on that offensive line named Betonio and Shredder who have no more dead cap on their deals could be cut tomorrow and not cost the Browns a dime and who are pushing the age of 30 years old. That's where my savings comes in, Jeff. I would sign teller. And let one of these guys go at their ten million dollars a year that after getting. this after this year. After right? this year. Yeah. After yeah. this year. Not now. After yeah, this year, I, uh, when you I, sign Teller, let him go. And that's how I think you could sign uh it three of these guys pending Denzel Ward, which is obviously a big yeah, question. Mark. I
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. One of the things you you brought up the age, and that's important with him. He's at the age where he might only get one big bite at the apple, and he's going to want to maximize that. And I think that's that's why I think you can you can get him for a longer deal, um, structured, structured the way that we just saw with, with Tooney, where there is money that you can get out of it afterwards. You're giving him a lot of money now um, to lock him up for, like you said, his prime years. Now, now interior alignment can play a little bit longer it's not unusual for a guy to be 32 33 years old and still be really good at that position but uh, if if you're paying the, the thing is if you're going to lock him up long term you're going to pay for it whereas if you're paying him only two or three seasons you're going to you're giving him a shot then like okay if you're really good for two more years you're gonna hit the market and I, I wonder if he will want to do that I And I don't know the psychology on him. I I will not pretend to be in Jared's psychological realm there at all because he will, he'll, he'll, he'll school me there. But this is a guy who washed out of Buffalo very quickly and it didn't work. And he's great in Cleveland. He's a perfect, he's a perfect right guard for this system. And he knows it and he appreciates it. And he appreciates the fact that they've given him the chance. Bill Callahan has done a masterful job with him. Let's say, though, in two years, Bill Callahan is gone. He's he's an older dude. He he might move on. You know the, the situation might change there where he might want to leave. So I don't know how Teller would take to a long-term deal. You know d- does he weigh that security versus the fact that if I if I if I have a contract that comes up when I'm 29, I'm going to get another big deal wh- whether I'm good or not because that that, that reputation it, again it doesn't go down. Uh, I yeah I, I don't know how he will value that. So I I like the Tooney deal as a, as a comp. I actually would, would probably be okay with paying him that. Um, I would like to see one more year of him before I give him that, though. Uh, he's because, again, this is a guy one year ago. We were talking with Jared and I talked about this behind the scenes. We were like, right guard was like the biggest worry on this team at this point last year. And now, now we're like, we want to pay the guy after one great year, we want to pay him you know, 11 $12, 13000000 million a year. I mean, kind of, yeah, but at the same time, I kind of want to see him do it again. And I don't mean that, like, negatively, but I kind of want to see him do it again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I understand that completely. Uh, You know, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like this deal is a pretty good comp. It is. I I think he's owed the money. Er, Not owed the money. I think He's he's worth the money. Because you're not paying for him for what he did. You're paying for him for what he's going to do. And that's what people make a mistake. Is like, oh, he earned the salary to pay him for it. No, no, he was already paid for those years. We want to pay him for the years that he has ahead of him, which are 27, 28, 29. And his move to the Cleveland Browns changed his freaking life, man. Uh, So he became this player under the Browns. I think they should tie him up and 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 let one of the older statesmen on this line, uh, and I wouldn't mind it being the uh, NFL president uh, of the Players Association. <laughs> not that I not that I don't like JC Treader, It's just kind of a pain in the ass to have him on your roster every year. Uh, so. Anyways, that that's my that's thoughts Jared on it. Yeah. either Betonio or Treader. No dead cap. That's where I find my savings, and I want to keep Teller. Uh, Jared, tell me I'm crazy if I'm crazy.
1: Please hold. Let's do the over the top old school here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It All is right. very much possible that Wyatt Teller gets traded during training camp, and I think it's a it's more no. than a possibility. Um, I think they. Here's the thing. Wyatt Teller was drafted whenever the crappie was drafted. I don't remember off the top of my 18. head right now. 2018, fifth rounder out of Virginia Tech. Fifth rounder. So everybody dra- waited to draft him in <clears> the <throat> fifth round. The Browns got him for a fifth round pick, I think, something like that, right? The Browns yes. weren't sold on. They just needed somebody. I forget the other dude that. Uh, Drew, Forbes.
0: Drew Forbes. Well, Drew
1: Forbes, and they also had the other guy that uh, he brought up from the Bears. I can't think of his name. Cush. Um, uh, Cush, yeah. I knew it was yeah, Eric Cush. So here's the thing. So the question is, is did everybody get it wrong in a draft and in when he was available in trade and did the Bills get it wrong or did the Browns – is there something special about where the Browns are? So is the value in the Browns and their offense, their offensive line coach, all of that and every all the setup that they have around him, or did everybody else miss twice, right, or three times, whatever the number would be? Did everybody else get it wrong to not draft him over the, more than the fifth round or to trade for him in the fifth round? You look at Drew Forbes, you look at Hudson, even you look at Nick Harris, he's undersized, obviously. I think Harris is the replacement for Treder after this Agreed. year. I Agreed. just think the Browns, the Browns think differently than most of us, and I think the Browns can get a second and for Wyatt Teller. And somebody else is going to pay him $50 million. His age is great. The reality is right now, if they try to trade Joel Betonio, they're getting a fourth, a fifth, whatever they would, they would get out of it. Not that I'm saying it's a good idea. Um, I like that he's young. I'm just not sure he is the reason he's great. You have to have some base level. You have to have all of that kind of stuff. I just am not sure he's the reason. And if he's not the reason, I'm not paying that amount of money. Now, Jeff, you're right. We could see another year. But then we start to get into that Denzel, Nick, Baker, like you have all of that at the and same you're, time.
2: And yeah, then you're, you're putting them all in the same year basket there.
1: Exactly. I, I, sure. I
2: get your point. And, and one of the things that we talked about, like like it was a big deal when Drew Forbes opted out because that took away because he was the guy who was going to be that position. We need, we obviously need to see something from him quickly, I think, if, if they're going to make a, a move like that 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 you have uh, suggested. I I don't know, man. I, I I get your your thinking. It's just it, it's disappoint. It would be disappointing to me if they traded him, uh, because I think he's the kind of guy that you can point to as a real success story, as in a reason why why players would be attracted to coming to Cleveland. Because hey, I I I was Buffalo's a good team. That's a good football team, and he didn't work there. And he came to Cleveland, and the coaching staff that they have, and the culture that's here. Let let him thrive. That that's somebody that you can put on a poster in, in free agency and say, "Hey, it might not it might not have worked for you in Philadelphia or Atlanta or Houston. We can make it work here. This is here. Here's an example of a guy that we made it work with." And I I would I would be very upset to see that that angle go away. Now
1: I think is, they would be. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah. I think they would try if they were going to make that deal. I think you may think more about a player plus or, you know, Ooh, some of those okay. kind of things to try to get you excited. This is not a rumor. This is, this part is not a rumor or anything. But, like, Daniil Hunter, for example, like, could the Browns trade – again, I have no idea what the Vikings line looks like. I'm not going to pretend to. But could they trade Wyatt Teller in a fifth for Daniil Hunter? Now you're talking about you're, – you're, you don't have that same narrative issue that you might have because the yeah, reality is – I, I get that. Yeah. That's fair. It's just yeah. hard to pay a lot of offensive linemen, and Bill Callahan is the greatest offensive line coach in the league at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's that is just knowing, reading the tea leaves, understanding, processing a lot of combination of things that um, I don't think that's off the table, um, and especially it'll be interesting if you know if uh, he gets a little calf strain and Drew Forbes looks good. Right, you see something like that happen. Just keep an eye on some of that, and and oh, do they hold him out a little longer? Do they or, see a little or, more out
2: of Forbes or or does James Hudson kick inside? How do they feel about Chris Hubbard? Is he healthy? There, there's a you're right. I Michael I Dunn. Take, yeah, I, who who was the guy that, that came in? Uh, uh, Blake Hans. Thank you, Blake Hans. He he yeah. wasn't he, he wasn't awful after the first play.
0: Yeah. So they have, I have the list here. They, so they have Forbes, Hans, Dunn, Hudson, Harris. I, and I, I agree with you. You know, they have a number of guys waiting in the wings that certainly could fill in. And, and that was kind of my point with Treader and Betonio if they did that, right? That's the other side. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would, I would hate to see like him come here and, his career take off and let somebody else benefit from it. I guess
2: I agree with that too. That's but again, we're talking about. And I Rich get, like, like the
0: trade is the benefit for us, right? Jared is what your point is. Like the the comeback is a, is the benefit for us. But I mean, he was fantastic last year. I mean, he was spectacular. He really was. But what he was, spe- I guess, what he was spectacular at to me is not
1: the technician. Right? It's not that he. Has all these techno? He is fast, and he is a mauler as like nobody's business. His diversity is really good, but he's not that left tackle. Even Joe Tooney is a is a more of a technician of a player. He is um, along with a lot more with some different power play. Um, I just think someone's gonna look at Wyatt Teller this offseason or this training camp and go, "That's a number one guy on my line." And last year for the Browns. He was the fifth, right? He was the fifth best player, and he was able to have the the benefit of Jack Conklin and of J.C. Trotter, Joel Batoni. Well, maybe he was fourth, sorry. Uh, Jedrick Wills was not, not very good at all. But anyways, he was, he was in the was mix. Fun. I just think another team, a John Gruden, uh, whoever, is going to go, ooh, that guy's going to be a number one kind of lineman. Uh, but in the end, he's really good. He is really good um, for the Browns. I wouldn't have a problem if they signed him. I just am not sure they will. And their investment in the offensive line over the last two years uh, in the draft, getting somebody, at least one or, well, two and then one, tells me they're looking ahead a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, yeah. So, again, I, I throw that out there just so Browns fans aren't surprised. This This front office doesn't work, and good teams don't work in like silos of we just got to keep everybody. They're very creative. Like, think of the Patriots. They traded Chandler Jones, who is still a really good pass rusher, when they were still really good. And so, good teams do that. They they understand how to move things around, flex things. We have a strength here. Let's let's help another area of our team. And, and I'm not again. It's not it doesn't have to be Wyatt Teller. It could be Denzel Ward. It could be a variety of other players. Uh, but Wyatt Teller is the guy that I am looking at. I'm looking for an injury in some other training camp. Uh, for a team that thinks they're a contender in the NFC, most likely. Uh, and I'm looking at them as a possibility.
2: Chicago, Minnesota, Washington.
0: Wow. I would just be floored if they did that, to be honest. I mean, it's, I, I, it's I, an I,
2: interesting thought. I,
0: I hadn't honestly
2: thought of that, Jerry, but uh, the way you, you present it, it yeah, certainly I get makes
1: it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have it. Jeff. Jeff's about to text a bunch of people, which will be really fun.
0: And, 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 I, and I I get I totally get your point, Jared. I just I just can't imagine them doing would, that
2: after. Yeah, it would be. I just would it, be shocked. I would, I would be disappointed in the Browns for doing. I that. would be and very disappointed. Yeah, that's, that's that's just my take on it. But
1: hey, let's listen. Maybe they sign him first. Right. Like, again, um, I think it's I just think it's going to be such an interesting thing because these. Yeah you know, he wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't this, he wasn't that. And all of a sudden he's the best offensive lineman in the league. Like, like again, it's that betting on exceptions things. Like all of a sudden this dude was available for a fifth round pick and they brought in a bunch of people in Buffalo to replace him. And all of a sudden he's the best guard in the league. Like those things just raise red flags and think of data and analytics and all that stuff. Like it's going to raise red flags for them as well. Like, um, why are we going to bet on this guy? Like, What's, what gives yeah, but, us the track record? Go ahead,
0: but, Yeah, Yeah, but what I mean, like, but they they sat there and watched him play for 16 games and they have the film. It's not like, it, unless they're sitting there watching the film of Wyatt Teller and saying, well, that was a fluke. Well, that was a fluke. And, and sure. everybody's calling him the best guard in the league and it's kind of a fluke, then that would kind of make sense to me. But if you're sitting there and they're calling him the best guard in the league and you're saying, damn, he looks like the best guard in the league, then that would not make sense to me.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I think for them, it's, um, is he the best guard in the league or they, are they, is he set up to be the best guard in the league? Like that is the question, right? Right. It's, it's the shooters next to LeBron and Kobe and Michael Jordan, like BJ Armstrong and John Paxton and Steve Kerr and all the, you know, all those guys, like they weren't good, but Booby Gibson, I know who Booby Gibson is because of LeBron James, right? So right. I think that's just the thing when he talks talks
0: about analytics.
1: By the Henry way, James in, for three from the corner. Listen, I, listen to I, all I, of I don't talk. know
0: about the I don't know about the Teller Booby Gibson cop, but sure, <laughs> but that, that's this, a new one. On a side note,
1: think about all the different things that have pulled out of all three of us tonight. Think about how much mental space sports holds in our brain that we pull out all these random facts and data and names and all that stuff. Like, you know, could we do something better in the world? Probably not. This is awesome.
0: Yeah. You, so, you, I mean, do you feel that way, though, Jared? Do you feel like he's was just a benefit of being on a really good offensive line? That's the way you feel?
1: I think he's really athletic. I think he is an angry – not angry. He's an angry blocker. And I think – he may not have been the starter last year of Drew Forbes played. So all of that tells me that there, he would fit really well in some other Shanahan systems. Um, Yeah. I do feel like he's more of a benefit of what's around him than he was himself worth $50 million in the Brown system. He's worth $50 million in any other system. Is he worth $50 million? That's, that's how I look at system players. In that way
0: fantastic yeah, really good stuff really good stuff guys you guys were outstanding tonight all eyes on cleveland with jeff and jared mueller of the browns wire both of them over the browns wire jared the big boss man over there now jeff is the big boss man's lion's wire also contributes very much at the browns wire and real gm thank you guys so much you're so fantastic Wait, thanks for having show. us brad this is hey, a great to, way to
1: drive the show because you got these two clowns like, nah, we, can take, nah, like we, can we can take the
0: car off the road. We, I we have. I can will, do this every night with you guys. Jerry will
2: acknowledge this. We have talked, like, actual, like, sporting nonsense for hours upon hours upon hours without interruption. So, uh, the fact that you're here to moderate us and keep us somewhat on, on topic, anyways, is great. Although, Booby uh, Gibson comparison for, for Wyatt Teller is not something I would have seen. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Makes sense, though.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Booby teller. Good stuff. Yeah, booby teller. Uh, You guys were great. Thank you so much for your time. I know we kept you forever tonight, but uh, it was really good. And, uh, you know, lots of people in here uh, watching and uh, responding and stuff. So good stuff. And uh, I'll let you go with that. Jeff Risen and Jared Mueller, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Take care. And with that, we will be right back after this very, very brief break. back so thank you so much for watching all eyes on cleveland if you haven't yet and you enjoyed the show please hit the like button down below it's so fantastic when you do that hit the like button if you like the show and subscribe uh we do this all the time i do this all the time we have fantastic guests for you to break down all the pressing issues facing the browns uh this will be up in podcast form as well tomorrow and uh, of course uh you can always watch it on youtube um, and it'll also be up at the Browns Wire as well. For the schedule, the rest of the week, uh, Saturday at 4 p.m., we will have a special show. We've got some, some weekend edition stuff switching up the schedule. So I think you guys are going to like these shows. So two shows this weekend, so double the content uh, this weekend. Saturday, 4 p.m., Zach Moore, NBA, uh, and uh, from Over the Cap, He is the author of Caponomics, Building a Super Bowl Team in the NFL, the book. Uh, He will join us to break down the Brown salary cap and talk more about this extension stuff, get his thoughts on some of that. And then on Sunday at 6 p.m., really looking forward to this. If you've noticed, PFF has been coming out with their position rankings all over the place. Browns were number one offensive line, uh, number 11 defensive line. They were like fourth. Uh, and I think fourth or third best uh, cornerback room uh, ranked by PFF for 2021. So they've had their position rankings. A lot of them have been done by uh, Ben Lindsay of PFF. And Ben Lindsay, uh, I think it's uh, Lindsay PFF uh, underscore PFF at Lindsay underscore PFF. Either way, uh, he will be joining us on Sunday, 6 p.m., to take a look at the position rankings uh, from PFF that he uh, concocted and helped uh, bring to uh, publish for Pro Football Focus. Uh, what a great show tonight, breaking everything down. Jared and Jeff are the best. Uh, thanks to everybody out there. Hit that like button on your way out. And make sure you subscribe and uh, keep coming back. We are growing. And uh, if you like the show, uh, I appreciate you watching. Everybody's been great. All the fans. And thanks for commenting. Uh, Ed and Columbus, you've great, very funny stuff tonight uh, in the comment section. And uh, let's see. Uh, other than that, I think we can get up and out of here tonight. Uh, thank you so much for watching. All eyes on Cleveland. My name is Brad Ward for Mikey on the ones and twos. We out.